The Dallas Stars are riding high right now off of another 5-2 victory, this time over the Detroit Red Wings to close out their three-game homestand on a high note. On today's show, I'll give you a full breakdown of Tuesday night's game, talk about all the things that went well, which is pretty much the entire game. Um, but there were a few things that uh, you know I didn't like so much. We'll talk about that second. And then to close out the show, we'll take a look at the Central Division as a whole and see where Dallas stands as of right now and talk about you know how they're fighting their way back into prominence in this division. All of this coming up on a midweek edition of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, and you are locked on the Dallas Stars. It is Wednesday, November 17th. We're halfway through the week, folks. It's hump day. We're making it. We're doing it. Um, and the Dallas Stars are helping us make it through this week, notching their second win uh, ever since uh, their player-only meeting after their loss to Nashville last Wednesday. The Dallas Stars are currently undefeated since having that meeting, undefeated since Rick Bonus came out for his post-game presser and said, we know what's wrong with this team and we know how to fix it before storming off to go back to, I assume, the locker room or just to go home. Um, but so far, uh, Coach Bonus and company are living up to that promise. Um, so lots to talk about today again. Dallas coming off a 5-2 win over the Detroit Red Wings last night. Very exciting game. Very exciting to see Dallas close out this homestand on a high note after starting it on a pretty low note with that loss to Nashville. Um, and they need all the momentum they can get because their next opponent, the Minnesota Wild, are off to a very, very nice start this season. And playing them on the road will be no easy task. But before we jump into all the details of today's episode, breaking down last night's big win, want to take a moment and say thank you for stopping by today's episode of Locked on Stars. Whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by the show. Truly means a lot to me. Thank you for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe and follow the podcast wherever you get your shows at, whether that's on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, you name it. Be sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review if you like what you hear. And I truly do appreciate it. I do appreciate you guys listening to the show every day, making this your one-stop shop for all things Dallas Stars. But without any further hesitation, let's jump into last night's game. Before I give you my biggest takeaway from the game, have to take a moment and recognize the greatness that is Joe Pavelski, not just as a Dallas star, but as a National Hockey League player in general. Last night, Joe Pavelski played his 1100th career game in the National Hockey League last night. He's the 28th American-born player to reach that milestone. Um, so ton of respect to Joe Pavelski for playing the game as long as he has. Um, you know, he's at age 37, aging like fine wine. He's currently on an active point streak that has lasted seven games, including last night's win over the Red Wings. Um, so age, you know, is not slowing him down by any means. Uh, and that is good news for people that will enjoy watching the Dallas Stars. It's good news for his teammates. It's good news for his coaches um, because he has been. Um, you know, a, a key contributor to this team so far and their successes, like I said, on a current seven uh, point seven game point streak. 
Um, I, yeah, that sounds right. Um, but nonetheless, hats off to Joe Pavelski. Ton of respect for what he's done in this league. Obviously a staple with the San Jose Sharks for several, several seasons and now recently has come over to Dallas um, and made an impact from the get-go. A key contributor in that Stanley Cup run back in 2020. One of the best players on the team last season, leading the team in points. Uh, and now doing his fair share to help the Dallas Stars be relevant this season as they look to make it back to the postseason. So hats off to number 16, Joe Pavelski, on a crazy good career so far. And hopefully the best is still to come for him um, over the next several months. But my biggest takeaway from last night's win against the Detroit Red Wings was Dallas's ability to start strong and to stick with their momentum, even when it seemed like the momentum was eluding them. Dallas played a strong first period that was capped off by a Ryan Suter goal. Uh, that is only the second time we've been able to say that this season. Ryan Suter, obviously at his age playing on the blue line, not going to score too many goals. I believe he only had three with Minnesota last season. Uh, but nice to see Ryan Suter um, score the goal. And I, I think this goal in particular was really nice because just of the way that he scored it. I think it was scored as a result of just sappy veteran play from a guy like Ryan Suter. There was a lot of traffic around the net. Uh, I know last night's game was exclusively broadcast on ESPN Plus and Hulu, so was not as accessible to everybody. Um, I know is normally when it is broadcast on, <coughs> excuse me, broadcasted on Bally Sports Southwest with Josh Bogard uh, and Daryl Ray. Uh, but if you were able to tune into the broadcast, you heard them talk about um, the traffic that was kind of filled in around the net. Uh, and, you know, I, th I think Ryan Suter saw that. Um, I think Alex Nedeljkovic, the goalie for the Detroit Red Wings, uh, wasn't able to kind of see where the puck was. I think he was having trouble seeing it because of all the bodies around the net. Uh, and I think, you know, Ryan Suter realized that he shoots the puck and he he puts it in the back of the net um, to send Dallas into the first intermission with a one to zero lead. That was absolutely huge. And then Dallas builds off of that. Um, you know, notoriously, their second periods have been very, very bad this season. Um, and this one still was far from perfect, especially at the back half of it. But to start out, uh, Dallas could do no wrong in the start of the second period. Miro Haskinen and Jamie Benn connected to put Dallas up by double digits. Uh, a nice shot from the blue line from Miro Hiskinen that deflected off the captain um, to give Dallas a 2-0 lead. Um, Rupe Hintz continued to build off of that. Dallas did not stop there. Rupe Hintz continues to stay on fire, notching his third goal in three games. He put Dallas up 3-0. Uh, and, you know, Dallas surrendered the lead a little bit um, and eventually got cut down to 3-2 to into the second period, which we'll talk about a little later. Um, but overall, they responded well in the third period to put things away. I think it was nice for them to have the second intermission to regroup, gather their senses, and then obviously Jason Robertson steps up in a big way, scoring two straight goals for Dallas to give them the 5-2 to two win. And that gives Jason Robertson my star of the game. Uh, you know, I think it could have gone to a lot of guys, um, including Jake Gottinger, who played very well, who I'll talk about in a second. But Jason Robertson, nice to see, um, you know, maybe he's starting to get into a little bit of a groove. We've seen Joe Pavelski on a seven uh, game point streak. We're seeing Rupe Hintz with three straight goals. Jason Robertson hasn't played bad this season. Obviously, he missed the first several games uh, due to injury, did not play on that first four game road trip. Um, but now that he's in, you know, he's playing pretty well. He notches two goals in last night's matchup against Detroit. So hopefully we'll see him get going because his two line mates, Pavelski and Hintz, are starting to get things going. And if all three of those guys are dialed in, ooh, the, the rest of the NHL better be on notice because, man, those three guys went at the top of their game. Some of the best offensive talent that this league has to offer. Uh, and you cannot convince me otherwise. But as I mentioned a second ago, Jake Ottinger also deserves a lot of credit for last night's win. He got his first taste of NHL action so far this season. He's been playing pretty well down in Cedar Park at the AHL level. Um, but due to Braden Holtzby being day to day and Anton Hudobin 
battling a non-COVID-related illness um, over the past few days. Uh, Jake Ottinger was asked to step into uh, the starting role of goalie last night against Detroit, and he played very, very well. He saved 28 of 30 shots, um, surrendered two goals, obviously. Um, but for the most part, especially down the stretch in the third period, came up with some big saves. Um, so really liked what I saw from number 29 between the pipes last night. Hopefully we'll get to see a little bit more of him uh, this season. You know, if his number is called on, um, you know, I feel totally comfortable with him playing goalie for the Dallas Stars as of right now, based on um, what we've seen at the AHL so far this season and what we saw last night against Detroit. Really like the way that he is developing. I think that, you know, he could be a big part of the Stars' future once guys like Hugh Dobin, Holtby, and even Ben Bishop move on from the organization, whether that's they go to play for other teams or they eventually retire here in the next few years. I think the future between the pipes is very bright with a guy like Jake Ottinger. Some other notes about the Dallas Stars after last night's big win. Um, Dallas now has 10 goals over their past two games while only surrendering four. Uh, the power play streak did end, but Dallas only had one opportunity on the power play last night. Um, so, you know, I don't think that's too much of a cause for concern. Obviously, the five on five offense was doing just, you know, just fine on their own, um, scoring four goals and then one uncontested goal near the end of the game to put them up five to two. Um, so I don't think anything to be alarmed about about the Dallas Stars power play. Only one opportunity. They didn't execute. Um, but, the, the you know, the team played well in pretty much every other area of the game. And that helped them secure the win. So really, really like what I'm seeing from the Dallas Stars whenever they're playing five on five, which hasn't been something I've been able to say very much over this entire season. So hopefully I'll get to continue talking about that as this season continues on. Coming up next on today's episode of Locked on Stars, want to take a quick moment and talk about some improvements that the Stars can make as they prepare to face uh, their division rivals, the Minnesota Wild. Um, not too many negatives from last night's matchup with the Red Wings, but some things that you know I think that we need as fans need to be on the lookout for for Dallas to improve as they prepare to play on Thursday in Minnesota. But before we do that, I want to take a moment and say thank you to one of the sponsors of today's episode, and that is Built Bar. I absolutely love this time of year, Thanksgiving and Christmas, all the good food, all the good treats, time with family and friends. Uh, my mom in particular, man, she is uh, fantastic when it comes to cooking and baking. She makes some of the best food and best desserts that I've ever had. Obviously, I'm biased. You probably feel that way about your mom or your grandma, or your aunts. Uh, man, it's a great time of year, um, especially when it comes to food. But all of that holiday food can pile up, and sometimes you might want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar. Well, it's the perfect time for a Built Bar. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. You can feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end more often than not. Most Built Bars, on the other hand, only have 130 calories with only 4 grams of sugar and plenty of protein. So replace that coconut cream pie with a coconut Built Bar or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of that slice of raspberry pie. Lots of great flavors to choose from to replace any slice of pie because Built Bars are low in calorie, low in carbs, low in fat, and high in protein. You can also share some of your Built Bars with your family or friends you know, at holiday gatherings. I'm sure they'll really appreciate um, getting a delicious treat that still tastes amazing, um, but is a little better for them in the long run than maybe a piece of pie or a slice of cake. You can go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Next on today's episode of Locked on Stars, I want to take a quick moment and talk about some of the things that the Dallas Stars need to improve upon before they take the ice again on Thursday against the Minnesota Wild. Um, 
And, and I think uh, the first thing that kind of comes to mind, um, Dallas, like I said, at the end of last segment, only had one opportunity on the power play. That is the case for the Detroit Red Wings. Um, they only had one opportunity on the power play. However, they did convert on their opportunity uh, via a goal from their captain, Dylan Larkin. Uh, but I just think, um, you know, it wasn't good to see, um, one, the penalty in general, um, but just who committed the penalty and the time of the penalty. John Klingberg um, checking that first box, a guy that, you know, he he gets called for tripping on Robbie uh, Fabry. You don't want to see a guy like John Klingberg get, you know, put in the penalty box. We've talked about this, uh, you know, myself and then also Saad Yusuf of The Athletic when we've had him on the show. Uh, you know, you talk about, you know, guys, if you're going to be on the penalty kill, you need guys like John Klingberg to be available to be on those units because he's one of the best penalty killers on the team, one of the best defensemen on this team. Uh, and a guy that, you know, you just can't afford to have in the penalty box. Um, but also just the time that he committed the penalty. Dallas had already surrendered one goal. The game was currently at three to one. Um, and then committing the penalty, letting Detroit go on the power play allows them to crawl back into the game a little bit and make the score three to two. Obviously, um, Dallas, you know, it worked out in the end. Dallas was able to maintain some of their momentum into the third period. And they ended up winning the game. Um, but allowing Dylan Larkin to score that goal on the power play. Just not ideal for Dallas. Um, I, obviously, it was nice that they that penalties weren't a huge problem for the team, um, but just the the guy that committed it and the time that it was committed, um, just just poor um, execution all around from Dallas. Um, and I know John Klingberg knows that he's better than that. That I don't think that's something that hopefully we'll grow accustomed to seeing with John. Um, obviously, a veteran in this league, a veteran with this team, he knows. Um, what he needs to do and how he needs to play. I think that that's something that won't necessarily be an issue, um, but something, you know, that he and the other guys that are typically on our penalty kills for Dallas need to be mindful of over these next several games, because we can't really uh, allow too many power play opportunities for some of these next teams, especially the Edmonton Oilers uh, sitting just below 50% um, efficiency on their power plays. Um, so definitely need to clean up the discipline as far as penalties goes. Um, for these next few games against these next few opponents that Dallas will face. Uh, and speaking, kind of building off of that power play point or penalty kill point, whichever you'd like to call it, uh, it is worth noting that Dallas did kind of try to blow the lead that they had. Uh, I was talking last segment, you know, how they built up this nice three to zero lead. Um, I watching the game at home was getting very, very excited. Um, I was going crazy on Twitter, um, sending out all these crazy, obnoxious tweets, it felt like. Um, maybe they weren't obnoxious. I feel like you guys were interacting with them pretty well, which I always do appreciate. But it, it felt nice to see Dallas not just with a two to zero lead, but with a three to zero lead um, dominating the game offensively. Jake Gottinger was in the zone. The defense was playing very, very well. Uh, and then they they kind of I don't want to say fell apart, but they just kind of let Detroit crawl back into the game when Detroit really up to that point had no business being in the game. Uh, and so just kind of frustrating to see, um, again, like I said, obviously it worked out in the end. Dallas gets the win. They found a way to, you know, pull back ahead in the third period. But that, that's just something that, you know, Dallas can't be doing for the rest of the season, but especially over this next three, four game stretch, you know, at Minnesota, then games against uh, St. Louis, Edmonton and uh, Colorado. I almost said Arizona. They will play Arizona after Colorado. Um, but I'm not as worried about them as I am some of these other teams. Uh, but, you know, teams like, you know, Edmonton, St. Louis, and even Minnesota, Colorado. I mean, if those teams, you know, if Dallas is somehow able to build a three to zero lead against any of those teams, which I don't think will happen, but would be a nice surprise. Dallas cannot afford to surrender any of that momentum or surrender any of that ground. Um, because as good as Detroit is, I don't think that they're, you know, at their peak yet for where they can be. I think that their future is very bright. They're a very good, young, talented team. Um, but definitely, I don't think up to the level of, you know, your Minnesotas, your St. Louis's, and your Edmontons. 
uh, you know, like those kind of teams. But those three teams that I just named, those are teams that, you know, if Dallas were to give that same opportunity um, to those three teams, that those teams would absolutely pounce on that opportunity, tie the game or even retake the lead or take the lead for the first time. Um, and they probably wouldn't give it back. Um, and I think that would take a lot of wind out of Dallas's sails. Um, and so that's just something that Dallas needs to be mindful of over these next few games is good teams will take advantage of those uh, opportunities where, you know, Dallas is going to allow a team to fight back into a game and, you know, make it an interesting game again. Uh, the, you know, the really, really good teams in this league will pounce on that opportunity in a heartbeat and make you pay. And so something that, you know, hopefully shouldn't be too much of a cause for concern if Dallas is able to build strong leads against any of these good teams over the next week or so. Hopefully we see, you know, Rick Bonus and company do what they need to do in order to maintain that lead. Uh, and the last thing I want to talk about, maybe this is just nitpicking, um, you know, and I don't know, maybe some of you are frustrated about it too. Um, but there was a bit near the end of the game where um, obviously Detroit being down four to two, they pulled uh, Nadelkovich out of the goal with about two and a half minutes left. And there was like a sequence where Dallas had the puck in their offensive zone without Nadelkovich down there. Uh, but Dallas just could not score the puck instantly while having it in their offensive zone. Um, props to Detroit for, for keeping it out. I think there were a few shots that, you know, their players blocked with their sticks or with their body. So props to them. But also, uh, even though Dallas was down, you know, I guess down a man because Detroit had six skaters on the ice. Uh, was, I was just like, come on, you have to take advantage of this opportunity. Um, and eventually they did. Jason Robertson uh, shoots the puck, but from the defensive zone and it goes into the net. Um, it worked out in the end. I'm not too worried. Again, I'm probably nitpicking, uh, not actually concerned about that. That's just something that in the moment watching it, I was like, oh, my gosh, we have to score. Because what if Detroit comes back down the ice with the six man advantage or the man advantage with six skaters on the ice? Uh, and what if they, you know, come back and tie this game and force overtime and Dallas loses in overtime? And then it's we're talking we're talking about completely different things. That was just me overthinking in the moment. Like I said, obviously, it worked out. Thanks to Jason Robertson. Uh, and I don't actually know who won the faceoff that time, but you know that shot came off of a faceoff. Um, so shout out uh, to whoever won that faceoff. Maybe Joe Pavelski. Uh, that's going to be my guess if Robertson was out there. Could be totally wrong on that. Um, but that's really kind of all the issues issues that I had with the Stars um, over last night's game against Detroit. But coming up next, we will take a look at the Central Division and see where Dallas currently stands and how they can continue to move up in the in the rankings. Uh, over these next few games. But before we do that, I want to take a moment and say thank you to another sponsor of today's episode, and that is Bet Online. Bet Online is back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. And to close out today's episode of Locked On Stars, your first listen of the day, I want to take a moment and just kind of take a deep dive into the Central Division and see. Uh, talk about some big shakeups, big news that happened last night while Dallas was playing Detroit um, and just kind of give some outlook and insight on how Dallas can continue to fight their way back um, closer to the top of this division um, in a division that has been very competitive and very stacked and full of talent so far early in this season. With Dallas's win last night, um, it was a big win, not only for their own self-confidence, not only for them gaining, gaining 
two points. Um, but it also helped a small amount in the standings because while they were beating Detroit, Nashville was losing to Toronto three to zero. St. Louis lost to Arizona three to two. And I believe St. Louis was playing at home. Uh, gross, embarrassing. Uh, Minnesota lost four to one to San Jose. Definitely worth noting as Dallas looks to play them next. Um, they're coming off a four to one loss to the San Jose Sharks at home. Nonetheless, Winnipeg did beat Edmonton five to two, which is a very, very impressive win um, and makes Dallas's shootout loss to Winnipeg early in this season. Maybe sting a little bit less. Obviously, still stings a little bit because Dallas had an opportunity to win that game. Uh, but, you know, uh, Winnipeg is out here beating Edmonton, who's one of the best teams in the league, beating them by three. Uh, very, very impressive. So makes the shootout loss maybe seem uh, a little more impressive, if you will, that Dallas only lost to them in a shootout. And obviously, we will see plenty more of Winnipeg this season, and I'm very, very excited for that next matchup. Uh, but it's crazy that both Central Division winners from last night won at home 5-2. to two. That's just kind of crazy, kind of coincidental. Uh, don't know how often things like that happen, but that was the case. Both Dallas and Winnipeg won on their home ice five to two over their respective opponents. Um, and Dallas currently sits at fifth in the central division with 14 points. Thursday's matchup with Minnesota will be absolutely crucial. Um, they have to come away with some sort of points, um, whether that's an outright win with two or even a overtime or shootout loss, you know, obviously not ideal, but I think, you know, as a stars fan and as the Dallas stars team, um, you can take that and you can live with that snagging a point on the road against one of the best teams in the division. Uh, it, yeah, it, it's an absolutely crucial matchup. Minnesota currently sits at 20 points right now, second in the division, while Winnipeg leads the division with 21 points. Dallas is slowly digging themselves out of the hole that they dug themselves into. Um, and this next four-game stretch will be very tough. Um, it's a very tough test. But I think, you know, with how the Stars have played lately over these past two games, uh, I think that they're up for the challenge, uh, you know, at Minnesota and then three games at home against some really, really good teams in St. Louis, Edmonton and Colorado. Um, absolutely huge for the Dallas Stars to, you know, actually prove that these past two games haven't been a fluke, um, that, you know, that this team actually has made the right changes to their roster and that they're doing the right things now um, and slowly climbing their way back into relevance in this league. Um, because I feel like right now, I mean, and rightfully so over the past game, few games before these two wins, not many people were talking about the Dallas Stars, uh, you know, in term, unless it was about how bad they'd been playing, how bad the offense was, um, and, you know, how many goals they were surrendering, how many turnovers they were surrendering, and how poorly they were getting the puck out of their defensive zone. Uh, but now Dallas has a huge opportunity to show that, you know, it was just kind of a backslide. Um, you know, a lot of most teams will hit, you know, a cold point in the season at least once. Hopefully Dallas just hit theirs early on in the season and they can continue to build themselves up and establish themselves as, you know, a, a playoff contender and hopefully a deep playoff contender this season. Um, so very, very excited to see how this Dallas Stars team performs over the next four or five games. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for a preview of Dallas's matchup against the Minnesota Wild. I will be joined by the host of Locked on Wild, Seth Topol. Uh, so very excited about that. I know Seth and I teamed up earlier in the offseason. Um, just doing some central division previews, talking about the central division and whatnot. But now we get to team up on a preview um, for our two teams playing one another for the first time this season. So you'll definitely want to tune into that. Seth is a great guy, brings a lot of energy to his show. So I'm very excited to work with him to cover our two teams. Uh, but thank you guys for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Now go make your second listen of the day, the Locked On Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with exp expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. 
Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on Stars if you do not do so already. You can subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform as well as on YouTube. We've been sitting at um, around 50, 55 subscribers as of right now. Um, so if you could do me a huge favor and go subscribe on YouTube, I would truly appreciate that a ton. Be sure to leave a review on the podcast if you like what you hear. Uh, I do appreciate all the follows, subscriptions, reviews that you guys leave. Um, you guys are great listeners, great supporters, and I truly do appreciate every single one of you. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis. That's at D-A-N-E two underscores L-E-W-I-S. You can also find the show's Twitter account at Stars. Uh, but that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you back here tomorrow for a preview of Dallas's game against the Minnesota Wild.